0: Radio, Tom Carney here. The Tom Carney show comes your way every night, Monday through Friday, from 9 until 10, and it's live and in real time. So I'm sitting right here, actually, in my home studio, uh, kind of quarantined like everybody else, and uh, uh, having a little trouble getting around since I broke my leg, but it's getting better all the time. And So uh, uh, tonight, in fact, this week, I've had a feeling since we had... uh, uh, the program on about North Carolina music on Monday, that this was really ought to be a North Carolina week. And so uh, we had uh, uh, the program last night uh, where uh, we talked about Bucket List, and uh, uh, I ended up I be, being the show, and, and I'm, tonight I'm going to be the show, but you need to meet me again in the middle here. And uh, it's kind of like an open phone show, and we're going to talk about, well, I've just been sitting around with the North Carolina stuff uh, running through my head. I had to had to deal with uh, uh, getting my car fixed today. Uh, it, uh, my alternator went bad, and my friends at King's Auto, I, we've talked a lot about them, got it all fixed up. and I'm back in business, but I had to spend a lot of time with that. But I've been thinking about things that had to do with North Carolina since uh, uh, we talked about North Carolina's music the other night, and so we're going to have a little bit of a potpourri thing. And and whether you are a North Carolinian of long standing or a brand new one, if it's a brand new one, you you can put it down as a a continuing education. And uh, what we're going to have have is some discussion of North Carolina symbols and things about North Carolina that you may or may not know and also uh, have something like trivia questions, too. Tomorrow night, by the way, Rod Gonski will be here. And one of the reasons we chose to put him on tomorrow night was, number one, the presidential debate that was supposed to be tomorrow night was canceled. And we had Rod on uh, scheduled to be on tonight. And we moved him over there because tomorrow is the anniversary of Hurricane Hazel. And for all of those who live or were alive in eastern North Carolina, it is our benchmark hurricane. And Rod, when he comes, of course, he's... Uh, uh, Meteorologist, we talk about the weather, and one of the things we're going to talk about is Hurricane Hazel, which is the benchmark. It's the one that, if like myself, I think I was 10 years old, I lived through it, and that that would have been enough hurricanes for my whole life. I've had one more, Fran, and a few around the edges, but uh, but Hazel would have been enough. And, uh, they retired her name. But we're going to talk about it tomorrow night. So if you wondered why those people keep talking about Hurricane Hazel. If you're a new listener, that's what you will find out tomorrow night. Tonight, a uh, bunch of uh, information just pulled out of the trees, things that I think I might want you to know, things that have inspired me as I've been talking. I talked to somebody today, and they referred to a person as a good old boy. And they said he was just another good old boy. And he was in the. I think he was talking about a bartender. He was down at the end of the bar. and They said he. There was a good old boy down at the end of the bar. Uh if you are a a, a wordsmith, uh, call us up and tell us what you think that is. What I, I, I they they actually say that if you have to get a definition of it, then then you don't really know what it is. That sounds like Chinese wisdom, or uh, something to do with the I Ching. But 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 maybe. Maybe you can come close if you're a listener. So, and 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 in terms of anything you bring to us, try not to be looking it up in any book. I'm going to ask you about a couple of lists here in a moment, and anybody can get out an almanac and read a list off. But what 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 you've got in your head? How smart are you? I maintain we have a fairly smart audience. But what does it, what is a good old boy? That that may that may be a slang expression, but Southerners. What, what, what the, the experts say is true. is senators know what that is, and they, it's, it's something you really can't explain to anybody else. And I heard a word that I had heard my mother say in one other place, and it was on a TV program. There, were, there was a cooking show, and, and they, they said, what you put into this is a dibble. Well, how much is a dibble? And have you ever heard of that word before? Like, my mother would talk about a smidge. She and I, I used to cook a lot. I, I, liked, uh, I liked to cook, and she thought her, her children, my sister and I, should know how to cook so we could take care of ourselves. I made more than one cake from scratch when I was a, a kid, and so on. But uh, she would say, put a smidge in the tummy and uh, a dibble. What do you think those mean? There's some ladies out there who are cooks who've probably heard and used those words, and uh, I, I don't want to think I've got a bashful audience. So, 919. Eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero wptf I asked my, my wife, Mrs. Kearney, about this tonight, if you were a native of Raleigh, where Crabtree Valley is now, where the mall is. There used to be a big open field, and that's where the girls from Meredith, and I suppose maybe other places went to collect daisies for a daisy chain, something that had to do, I think, with graduation or something. But in any event, there was a sign out there that said, you'll be glad you did. What does that mean? You'll be glad you did. As somebody in the audience, some Raleigh person, somebody who's been here since eternity or has been suffered from curiosity about the history. It took me a long time to find out, but I found out. I know the answer. But what, what, what did that mean? And those were in the days when there was no Interstate 40. And if you came from Durham or from the airport or from the Angus Barn into Raleigh, you came in on... Highway 70, or what we now know as Glenwood Avenue. And so you went by the open field where Crabtree Valley is now. Crabtree Valley, I think, opened in 1972. For those of you who are new to our part of the world, there's a little bit of history. Maybe that will be what will be the result of this program tonight, is a little bit of history. But here's a question, something that you can get involved in. And that's the main thing I want to do is get uh, I want at least one or two programs each week to be driven by cars. That's one reason we have trivia and musical trivia and things like, I'm just going to ask you. I would like for you to tell me, and you can't look it up now. You can't use your your, your, your computer. You can't use your, your almanac that you've got on the shelf. I want you to tell me the most populated, the top three towns in North Carolina, ranked according to, or cities, whatever the right word is, ranked according to population what city has the most, what city is the second most. Those will probably be easy, but what city has the 3rd We're going to try to work down the first ten, as a matter of fact, and uh, see if we can build it up. And we may need more than one caller to do it. So if you don't know everything, maybe you know something. 919-860-9783. Uh, John, do we have any callers yet? We need a seed caller is what we need.
1: Not at this time, Tom.
0: Okay. We need a seed caller. We need somebody. And... Uh, Almost anybody would know what number one is and possibly number two, but the number three will be where it gets a little bit harder. And I'm surprised at how populous some of these towns are, as a matter of fact. I looked it up, and uh, how many people as of this year. And, of course, we, we, we're we going to have an official census coming out uh, in, the, in, in the beginnings of next year and congressional uh, Politics will be aligned according to that. We may get a new, an additional member of the House of Representatives and so on, but we'll save that until then. What I want to know is, what are the top three towns in North Carolina, according to population? You can queue up. That is to say, you can get in line while we take this break at 919-860-9783. 98.5. Be sure to set one of your buttons on your... uh... I had to get the manual out. It's been so long since I set my button so I could put 98.5 back a little while ago. Tom Kearney here with the Tom Kearney Show for this Wednesday night. It is October the 14th. Tomorrow night, uh, Rod Gonski will be here to talk about the weather and to remind us of the history of Hurricane Hazel. Tonight, we are talking about things in general. We're talking with Tom, and uh, some information will be flying and remember, if in answering questions, just try to stay away from looking up the answers, because anybody can find it on the on the computer or in the book and just read it out to me. Uh, John says, we have some callers, and I believe he said the first one that it, it had dialed up, the first light that went on, belonged to Clay. I think Clay lives in Durham. Is that right, Clay?
1: Well, Brother Tom, top of the warm, hearty Wednesday to you, Brother. How are you? I'm just fine. I hope you are. Well, you know, um, it's another day to be living in his world, and I'm just thankful that I'm allowed to be able to, you know, be a part of it. And uh, I'm just, like I said, I'm just thankful. Where are you going to take that gift tonight? What question
0: are you going to answer?
1: Well, you know, um, I usually tell people when I introduce myself, um, you'll get a kick out of this because uh, I'll introduce myself as Clay, but I'll also tell them that on a rainy day it's mud. (laughs) And so I mean, you know, that gets people like laughing and smiling. I'm like, well, I know I'm doing part of what the Lord needs me to do. You're a slippery wet, is what you are. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I just, you know, I I, uh, usually will tell people I'll introduce myself, and um, I'm going to go the good old boy route. Okay, you want to talk about that expression? Do you know? I know lots of good old boys. Do you
0: know any? I know. I know a few. Yeah. Uh, well, I, it's kind of hard to describe it, but you you can sort of feel it. You sort of know it, uh, but you, it's hard to say the words. Uh, uh, not not that the words are bad words or good words. It's just
1: exactly what does that mean? But it, but it's, it's like well, it's, so it's somebody a good old boy, and it's what I believe in because I have not veered away from it. I mean, you know, yeah. if you would have known me in the late '80s, early '90s, you would have said he's a not a good old boy. But everybody has a tendency to like slide off the created path the Lord has for them, but a good old boy is somebody that knows and is well in the culture that is going on. Um, You know, I know that things have gotten really off kilter with the culture. It's also the values that that individual has. Um, You know, they have not gone away from those values. Um, They have stayed with them, you know, ever since, you know, they came into this world. And, you know, it was the way they were brought up and raised up. It's also about, you know, um, uh, honor and respect. That's what I learned about when I went into the military, um, you know, and and being um, a, a Christian. But it's also about the behavior of the peers that, you know, the people that, you know, i n I'm I don't mean to go scriptural on you but you know, in in the Ten Commandments it says, Honor thy mother and the father and it's the way that you carry yourself today. Okay, that you well have now, let's stop because I know you carried yourself over the days and years. Oh, uh, you you've given us something to work with now and I
0: wanna see if anybody else wants to work with it. if they want to say, Well, you know, Clay was right but I wanna say this. I I for instance would say it's a kind of a vibe that a person puts off, you know, it's it's not something you can necessarily grab a hold of, but you you sort of feel it, it's in the air. But but let's, let's see if we can get somebody else to work on this, Clay, okay? Well, I'll
1: share something else real quick with you, Brother Tom. It's also, a per. you see a person from the outside, which is a substance, but it's more or less what's on the inside of a person, that's the essence. So a person can see you from the outside, but they don't see you from the inside until they get to know you and they can say, I know that good old boy. Okay. All right. That's something to work with. Thank you, Clay. Take care. All right, brother. God okay. bless you, man. Have a
0: nice evening. Okay. John, who did you say was number two tonight? Steve. Steve. That's right. You told me. I remember thinking, I wonder if this is Steve. Steve, is this you? Hey. 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 are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What are we going to talk about? Well, I wanted to uh, throw out my uh, guest for the sign down at Crabtree. Okay. Uh, you're up. Uh-huh. Uh, an old Raleigh person? I am. I grew up here, and I remember seeing the sign there. Well, yeah. You... And I believe it was, you'd be glad you did if you bought insurance from him. Well, actually, you're wrong. Okay. But, but that's okay. Yeah, but but you're sort of on the edge of it, and, okay. and, and the hint is that there's, there's more to the sign if you get my drift. Okay. Uh, and people used to think that was a sign that somebody put up, and it was, but it's only part of the sign. Okay, and, well, I'll uh, keep, keep and you, listening. if you've been around Raleigh, you will recognize the, the the details of the answer when we get it. But it was it was, okay. it was an advertisement, but it was not for an insurance company. Okay, well, let me ask you something about Kid Brewer. Uh, didn't he run for mayor one time and drive a motor grader around town with a broom sticking out saying that he was going to clean up the town? He might have. I wasn't here when that happened, but I'm certain okay. he ran for... Certainly, some office, and yeah. uh, and uh, there's no doubt about that. And, and he managed to, if I remember, and I I, I apologize if I get this wrong, to to uh, get in a little a little a little problem over uh, road signs toward the end of his career. Uh, but uh, yeah. just, that's, that's, not, yeah. we don't need to talk anymore about that. But he he was <laughs> a well-known individual. As a matter of yeah, fact. I remember he did have a zip line that ran from his house up on the. Hill down to the meta, and that was uh, quite a treat for the for the roller boys if they got invited over there to ride that zip line because that that was quite a run. I think I, Mrs. Kearney and I went, have eaten a couple of times. There was there was at one time. It may still be a restaurant in that house if I remember correctly. Yeah, I know there was at one time. I'm not sure, but it it's, was a it's nice a lot of things. It was a nice view at night, as a matter of oh, fact. Oh yeah, it really yeah. was. Well, Steve, get an answer on that sign. Yeah, you're going to be. I'm being really kind of mean because you're painfully close to the correct answer. Okay, but I want to. I want to. I want to suck some more callers in tonight. I need somebody to talk to. Okay, okay. Thanks, now. Thanks, Steve. Yep. John, you went off to get another one. Did you get another one?
2: Uh, Joe Williams.
0: Ah, he will know the answer. Joe Williams. Hello. Hey Tom, how you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. How about yourself tonight? I, I'm doing well. Right, quick uh, before uh, we get off the good boy deal, I think the best example of a good old boy was Jimmy Carter's brother Billy. Yeah, that certainly he, he he's in that category.
0: Uh, and and usually a good old boy is not necessarily a total compliment. It it, it, it isn't an insult either. But uh, yeah, but you can right. you can be on in low gear, and Billy certainly was. And and uh, he probably had a few cans
1: of Philly beer around. Yeah, but talk about the sign out there, the Crabtree, that was Kid Brewer's sign he put up when he was thinking about running for governor. Okay, be, and what
0: did it say? You'll be glad you did. Yeah, but it's more, he said, Kid Brewer for governor, you vote for Kid Brewer for governor, or want to vote for Kid Brewer, you'll be glad you did, and the... Both Kid Brewer part fell down. Is what I was told. Yeah, yeah, that that that's correct.
1: The only thing I remember seeing was just you'll be glad you. Did. I never
0: saw the Kid Brewer sign either, and
1: they stayed there for years. Yeah, and I and and
0: the number of times I went from Goldsboro to Winston Salem and Chapel Hill and everywhere, you know, before Interstate Forty was open, yeah, I that saw it. I right. saw it a lot. I. I walked and thumbed and whatever you need to get by. That <laughs> you yep. know, that used to be my favorite way to come into Raleigh, though, was on Glenwood Avenue. Right? Yep.
1: Well, you know, they, they worked on Sedney from here to Greensboro for uh, 40 years, I guess.
0: Well, it was a long time, and the day they opened it, uh, uh, the first time I went to Winston-Sedem to go to Wake Forest, it was already at depart from Durham to, to Greensboro, where it spreads, you know, where 85 goes south. Yeah, Because Forty didn't exist, and Forty was supposed to come to Greensboro and stop. That yeah. was it. Yeah, And then it would hit 85, and the North Carolina government, I think, finally persuaded them to extend it and open it through to Wilmington, like we've got it now. But it, Raleigh was one of the two state capitals that was not on the interstate system. Yeah.
1: The other one was Pierre, I believe.
0: Wasn't yeah, it? South Dakota, Pierre, South Dakota. Yep. Exactly, yep. you got it. Yep. And uh, But uh, the first time I went up there, uh, they were about ready to open the bypass around Durham. Uh, when I went, it wasn't open with the first When I came home for my first visit, so my mother could wash my clothes, uh, which I thumbed, I think. Or maybe if somebody, I never had a call when I was in school and couldn't afford the bus, so I either thumbed or uh, grabbed a ride. Uh, it was open when we came back. In fact, it was it was done. They just hadn't taken the the block blockages down. But the road between Durham and Greensboro was already out of date when they uh, opened it. Uh, oh yeah, a lot of them are uh, because the the you know people go out of their would go out of their way to ride on the interstate, and and there was more traffic than they had counted on being. Yeah. yeah. Along the way, but, uh, but anyway, talking about thumbing, and I thumb from here to Duplin County many times. Well, you know, I'm going, I had a program one night about thumbing. Let me see what well, I've got to, I, I talked with you that night. Yeah, I've got to check my time here. Yeah, and John, how much time do we have left before the break? Uh,
1: yeah, one minute.
0: And one minute is uh, I, okay. I my clock slipped down on me again. <laughs> uh, I I thumbed about, while I was in college, I thumbed about 8,500 miles because I kept a log. Oh, I bet I keep a log. I wish I had. (laughs) I read one time, though, in a biography of Governor Hunt that he thumbed when he was dating the lady who was to become Mrs. Hunt or interested in her or what. I I don't want to be disrespectful to either one of them. He thumbed to Iowa where she lived. I remember when he did that, I was in school with him, and I remember him thumbing out there. Okay. Well, He, he did that. We, Joe, we better go. Thank you for being there, okay? Okay, I'll call you tomorrow night. And we'll talk about the hurricane. We'll talk about Hazel tomorrow night. Okay, that sounds good. Good night, Tom. Good night. Joe is from the county next to the one I grew up in. John, tell me when it's time to go, and we, we, we will go. I've lost my clock here is what, I, what I've done.
2: Five seconds.
0: Five seconds, okay. The news from CBS right. is coming up, and after that, we'll talk some more. Thirty-three at WPTF. You know, John, I forgot to ask you if we had another caller while we were away. So do we have another caller now? Uh,
2: no callers right now. No
0: callers now. Okay. We want you to call. Uh, what we are about is uh, kind of a general conversation about different things. Uh, we, we look for a, a definition of what a good old boy is, and we sort of got one. But if you have one that you've festered about and wanted to, to convey, i uh, uh, those who know say that you really can't tell what a good boy is. You can tell, but you can't put it in words. You just know. Well, let's see. Maybe you do know. We've had one person to try, and that person did pretty good. Uh, we de- decided what the sign that used to be in the field where Crabtree Valley is now, which said you'll be glad you did how that came to be. And so so there we are with that. Uh, uh I want to add a question. I've got a couple of list questions tonight. I like those because they can be a case where somebody can can get part of it, and somebody else can get the other part of it. The one that's out there now is that I'm I'm willing I'm really willing to go to the top ten, but I want to know especially what the top three cities in North Carolina are by population. This is maybe something you should know. Uh, when I looked at the list, I was surprised at the list and surprised. About how many people live in some of the places? It, uh, it's been a while since I, I checked uh, on uh, the population, in some cities have really grown. Uh, one of the, one or two of, within our immediate area have grown, in in, ten years, uh, something like fifty or sixty percent. That's a lot. And uh, so, what are the top three? Most everybody will get the top two. But let's see what you can do after that. Start with three, and maybe we can go beyond that. Also, I'll bet we won't get very many good answers to this. Name the governors of North Carolina, starting with Mr. Cooper and Governor Cooper and going back as far as you can go. And uh, I I don't think we'll get anybody that will go very far, but maybe if we get two or three people, we can get back to at least to World War II and maybe further than that, Uh, maybe the ideal thing would be able to get back to, to about 1900, when Charles Bradley Acock was elected governor of North Carolina. But uh, don't be looking it up now, remember that's part of the rules. We we can't use the, the, the computer, we can't use uh, uh, your handheld device, and you can't get your uh, almanac or your encyclopedia down from the shelf. You've got to sit down close your eyes and strain a little bit and see if you can come up with the names. Of the governors, as well as the list of the population of North Carolina city. Uh, something else that I, I thought about today while I was waxing uh, nostalgic, uh, thinking about different things that we could talk about. Uh, and, and one of the things I'm doing is trying some experiments. Uh, we've had some open dates. Tonight's date was a date to be dealt with because of the cancellation of the presidential debate tomorrow night, and we put Mr. Gonski over there, our meteorologist, and we're going to talk about Hurricane Hazel, who on uh, that date, he says, in uh, 1954, I hadn't remembered that it was October 15th, I knew it was about the middle of October, because I were here then, and it was an experience that uh, marked me for life, I, I don't want, you can have the hurricanes, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure people in Louisiana would agree with me on that, too. Uh, and uh, and others as, as well. But uh, the anniversary of Hurricane Hazel in 1954, the benchmark mark hurricane for many or most North Carolinians and certainly those in eastern North Carolina. And I'm told in Toronto, Canada, and we'll talk about what that's all about tomorrow night, so you'll need to be here for that. So, But tell me the top three cities in North Carolina by population. The first two are really giveaways. Uh, but let's see if you can come up with three, four, and five. Uh, and uh, also, name the governors of North Carolina, starting with the present governor and going back in reverse order, going back as far as you can go. And uh, that will probably be something that only a person who's had North Carolina history or who has been in North Carolina history, somebody like our last caller who is, is Joe Williams has disqualified himself now by being having been a caller. I suppose if we we had to. We could summon him back. He probably knows the governors. But let's see if you know the governors, and uh, if you can't get them all, tell us the ones you do know, and we'll see if we can get somebody else to fill in. Nine one nine is the area code. Eight six zero nine seven eight three. And if you have trouble remembering that nine seven eight three, if you check the letters on your phone, uh, is uh, WPTF. It matches our call letters. Eight six zero WPTF. Uh, do we have any callers, John?
1: No callers at this time, Tom.
0: Okay, we need somebody. We, uh, I have to bring my friends the Baptist out again. They're a good, good analogy, and that is you uh, you can't be hiding out in the back of the church if you're going to be a part of this program, and, and you need to be on the, the night that we have open phones, because you, in fact, are the guest. It will only work if you take part in it. And that is, you have to dial up. You have to come down to the front of the church and testify. And the way you do that, in this case, is by dialing 919-860-9783 and telling us what the most populous town in North Carolina is and what the second one is and what the third one is. And the first two are probably pretty easy. But after that, it'll be a little bit harder if you have to think about it. I think I might have gotten the top five. Uh... You know, if I had done it before, I looked at anything. But eight six zero nine seven eight three eight six zero wptf And as I said, in promoing that tomorrow night, uh, Rod Gonski, our registered meteorologist, retirement retired but he's still fresh. He's still working professionally. Former member of the National Weather Service, a uh, uh, station at the uh, at the weather center at the. Uh, Centennial Campus will be our guest, and when he comes, we talk about the weather. And that and Friday night is going to be trivia night. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to have uh, Tony Riggs, he's going to come, and we're going to talk a little bit about, about baseball. A lot of well-known Hall of Fame baseball players have passed away most, most recently. Uh, we talked a little bit about the other night about Tom Seaver and Lou Brock, but uh, to that list we can add now. Most famous, uh, Bob Gibson of the Cardinals, and uh, Joe Morgan of the Big Red Machine. So if you're a baseball fan, as I am and as Tony is, you hear him doing the news on WPTF during the daytime, and he's a sports guy, and he loves minor league baseball, so he's going to be with us on Tuesday. Mike James will will be a pharmacist, Uh, will be our guest on Wednesday to talk about 2005 and said, Tom, something's coming up, and indeed it was, uh, the introduction of what would be Part D and all the things about donuts and how much you had to pay and formularies and other smoke-and-mirror words like that, that it needed some explanation, and he volunteered. Being a pharmacist, he would be one who would have to know it, and we've continued that tradition, and I talked to him recently and said, do we do this again? And he said, yes, we must, and so uh, we will have two visits. Uh, I think the... uh, the registration period, the window for registration uh, for Plan D and a lot of other things that have to do with Medicare and Medicaid and so on, uh, is begins, I believe, tomorrow. I'm not sure about the beginning date, but it usually ends on Pearl Harbor Day. That's easy to remember on December 7th. Uh, and so uh, he will make two appearances to help you understand what's going on uh, during that period. But tonight, kind of potpourri conversation. Uh, about North Carolina, one of the things, if you if you can't answer the question about the population, or you don't want to tackle the one about the governors, is the the symbols of North Carolina. What is the official flower of North Carolina, and the official dog, uh, and th- those kinds of things?
2: Tom, we have uh, Rebecca.
0: Rebecca. Okay. Okay. Is there anybody behind Rebecca?
2: She's the only
1: one right now. Okay.
0: Well, let me counsel those other ones. Do not be bashful. If Rebecca can dial us up, you can too. 919-860-9783. Show us what you know and contribute to the knowledge in this lesson for people about things that have to do with the the old North State, one of the mottos of North Carolina. What is the other one and the major one? No, that's an easy thing. What is the, the the official motto of North Carolina in Latin? And in English. Somebody ought
2: to know that. Rebecca, how are you tonight? I'm fine. Good. Uh, Where are you? Well, I I live here in Raleigh. Okay, good, good. And I was calling in to answer about the good old boy. Okay. Which which I really don't know, but I always thought the good old boy drove a pickup truck. He he enjoyed life. He would give you uh, a ride if you were one of those like you out there thumbing in college. Uh, the man, I never know of. I've never known of a girl who thumbed, but he—he uh, he was not sophisticated, but he had a great uh, sense of humor, and as I say, was kind, and everybody enjoyed being around him.
0: To well, be you sound like you're boy. giving this some thought. Now, have you ever known a good old boy? Well,
2: <laughs> I, I, well. I, I think so, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure that I have, uh, but but I have known people that uh, were not good old boys. Right. Uh, I guess uh, I've been very fortunate in that I've had a lot of friends and and who who I thought uh, were very superior in every way. So they they were probably good old boys too, but they well, didn't drive maybe the pickup truck and they weren't giving rides back. Uh, when uh, you were needing rides, right. and, uh, and I'm so old that uh, the men that I knew were, were like you uh, back uh, 50, uh, 75 years ago or more. Uh, they also were getting rides, and uh, the younger generation, they do not know about that. In right. fact, we wouldn't want our grandsons to be out uh, thumbing probably. Today, right? It it, uh,
0: it it would be a fearsome project. I would not do it today. I, I did it then, and most of the time, I don't think I was ever really afraid. There was a couple of times uh, when I thought, you know, uh, well, I, I was picked up by a guy and his girlfriend in a, course, in a convertible one Sunday on I eighty five, and he got it up to about a hundred, and uh, and I was thinking, dude, did I really want to do this? And then he pulled off into uh, in Greensboro and went to a place called Hams, which was a drive-in. And Hams had a unique distinction. Rebecca, in those days, or fairly, uh, you can't be partly unique. I, I think it was unique. But you could buy beer there on Sunday. And he had a couple of beers. And then by that time, I was thinking maybe I'll. But I didn't want to offend him, in any anyway. So I made it to Winston Salem. I'm here, uh, so I made it. But, <laughs> But I, I've always thought of good old boys as being the kind of people who you liked them, and they weren't going to hurt you. You know what I mean?
2: You yeah. <laughs> well, that, of course. They I mean, were. They were soft people. They were kind and uh, and, and thoughtful, and, and they didn't wear their uh, education or their lack of education on their sleeves.
0: Right. They were yes. easy to
2: get along with. Right.
0: The, in fact, that may be as telling a statement as as we've made is that they were. That was why they were good old, is that they were easy to get along with, and they didn't didn't, uh, and like you said, not feel superior, uh, and, uh, and like and and they like people. They like to, they would make good bartenders, for instance, because they like to talk to people. And right, they might make good talk show hosts too, because I'm I like if somebody told me, Tom, all we know about you is that you're a good old boy. I would consider it a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, now tell me something, Rebecca. I'm going to use you for just a second here. Uh, When you first knew that somebody was the governor of North Carolina, who was it? Oh, dear. I guess Clyde Hooey. Clyde Hooey. Okay, that's, I believe, I'm not trying to find out how old you are, but you're probably about my age. But I think that. No, I'm I'm, I'm older than you are. Okay. Well, that was late 40s, I think, wasn't it? Uh. Uh, A little before that, wasn't it? I, I, early it, lady. I looked at it, the list today, and I can look it up on my computer. I think I'm thinking about Greg Cherry. I think Clyde Huey was right before him.
2: Uh, yes, and uh, there are so many wonderful stories told about Greg Cherry. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, well what, isn't it, I, I wouldn't want to offend any of his relatives if there are <laughs> any around,
2: and I hope you're not
0: one of them. Well, I, I don't <laughs> hope no, any I'm
2: not a relative, but uh, they're, they're so well-known, and I'm sure... Carl Gertz probably in one of his programs uh, talked about uh, some of these stories, and some are true, and some are not true.
0: Well, you just talked about one of my, my first radio heroes, Mister Gertz. You may, if you listen, you may he already did. know that he was. I yeah. used to listen to him when he told stories
2: about flying saucers, and uh, but he loved North Carolina. And do you know that the history that I know about North Carolina it came from Carl Gertz yeah. and on Sunday nights. We would sit up by our radios and listen to Carl Gerch. And. Uh, what was the name of the program? Caroline Chats, wasn't it? Yep, yeah, that's right. And who. How did it come on? What,
0: what did you. When you heard it, did you know that it was coming on? I'm talking about music now.
2: Oh, listen, my brain doesn't remember everything now.
0: <laughs> it was an organ and a man. It was a live organ. It wasn't record music. It was a man named Kingham Scott. Oh,
2: yes. Kingham Scott. Yes. Well, in the yes.
0: Organ. I used to listen to it, but I'm going to tell you the greatest compliment you could ever have. A lady called me up one time and we were talking about Mr. Gurch because he was the founder of our state magazine. He and right, a guy named Bill Sharp. Right. It wasn't the slick product that we have today, but it was it was the beginner. and It, it was about North Carolina. Her, this lady called up and she said, you know, Mr. Kearney? My uh, my my father was a Hard Rock Baptist, and I think what she meant by that is any time the church doors opened, he was there. You understand, BTU, that's for Wednesday night prayer meeting and everything. She said, but when Mister Gerch was on, he would not go to church until Mister Gerch went off. Now that's a compliment right there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He'd stay home, and I think he was on from like six fifteen to, like six thirty or maybe seven o'clock on on uh, Sunday night. Where
2: well, we've had a, a lot of wonderful people, uh, uh, excuse me, in our lifetimes, and we've lived a long time, and it's wonderful. <laughs> excuse me, I, I was eating, and uh, I'm, sorry. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Do we need to let you go? Uh, yeah, I was going to say this. When I got to Raleigh and the church I happened to join, uh, there, sitting behind me, was Carl Gertz and Mrs. Gertz. Well, I'm sure that was... Also sitting behind me <coughs> was the man who <coughs> I considered one of the greatest minds of the South in the first half of the 20th century. And now I'll give you a clue and give <laughs> let you answer something. Uh, his wife was uh, the daughter of Governor Acock. Now, do you know who the man, the other man? That I think you're talking about, Clarence Poe, aren't you? I certainly am. Uh, yeah. And yeah. and I thought to have those two behind me because I grew up on the a farm, and I, as I say, learned all that I knew about North Carolina from Carl Gerch. and then uh, farming came from uh, Clarence Poe, and the ladies, of course, like the uh, progressive farmer. Because there would be uh, articles for them, and do you know that uh, Clarence Poe came out of Chatham County, came to Raleigh at sixteen to become the assistant editor of the Progressive Farmer. Now let me say, let me say for
0: our listeners who don't know that the Progressive Farmer is the magazine back of Southern Living.
2: Yes, it, it was sold out. Of, you know, I'm talking too much because. At my age, I may be saying things that are not. I don't trust myself anymore. Well, I'm checking on you. I'm checking and the rest of the folks, are too. We will get you. Okay. But, uh, but
0: uh, we we do need to move along. But yes. I do want you to call some call again sometime because you obviously know your North Carolina history, and of course, there is a big uh, classroom building dedicated. Uh, it used to be to education on the NC State campus. Yes. It was named after Mr. Poe, and Hello. and Mr. Poe's, um, I don't know what the relationship between Mr. Poe and Leonidas Polk was, uh, maybe his wife was Mr. Polk's daughter or something, but they, he was the founder
2: of uh, Progressive Farmer, Leonidas Polk was. Right, right. And, and, uh, you're surprised that I knew that, aren't you? I am. I, I, I'm, I'm just delighted with you.
0: Well, thank you. It's... Uh, I my mother would really think, great, she's not with
2: us anymore, but if she heard you say that, uh, I would be justified. Uh, and you uh, were uh, a history major in college, is that correct? Yes, I used to teach history, and I love North Carolina history. Uh, oh, yes. And that's we, why Mr. Mr. Gurch,
0: well, I used to listen to him on Sunday night, and he's, he's one of my first radio hero, but uh, Leonidas Polk, uh, you see, I used to teach them at State, and I used to think the students should know who the people were that the buildings are named for, because that that that's a that's a way of learning history. And like the D.H. Hill Library, people need to know who D.H. Hill is and who who Winston Hall was named for. And the same at Chapel Hill. And I went to Wake Forest uh, in Winston Salem. So there. but I, d- I need to go now because we are yes, just about yes. to run out of time. Uh, yes. But but Rebecca, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, take care. That's Rebecca. because it's instructive and we appreciate your listening. Tomorrow night we're going to talk about Hurricane Hazel with Rod Gonski